And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success and another episode here. We have a great guest today. His name is Adam McGuire. And I really like the fact that I can pretty much have anyone on here because success is defined by them. And Adam is a radio disc jockey over at the X, which is when I listen to the radio, I listen to that station. And uh, I love listening to him and Big J and Randy. We've all had them, we've had them all on on the show. So, Adam, thanks for thanks for taking time. Hey, man, no problem. Uh, you actually somehow managed to get me up before nine o'clock in the morning. So, you know, uh, thank you. I feel like I'm uh, starting the day, yeah, so you know, with, on a good foot. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, you have like the afternoon show, right? So it's kind of a little bit yeah. different. You don't have to get up at five in the morning or four in the oh, morning God. like Nick and Big J. <laughs> yeah, no. The fact that that's what my job promotion would be for me to move up is that I have to get up before is like the only thing uh, that scares me about my job. But yeah, I do uh, three to eight, so they call it afternoon drive. Uh, and lucky enough for me, I get to roll into work at like noon o'clock, which is great. Um, so yeah, you know, <laughs> a little bit of a later end kind of guy, but it also comes with the gamer territory. So it works out. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Show up, hang out, get her done and leave. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from? We'll talk about, yeah. I want to talk about how you got your job, but we'll talk about that after we talk yeah. about kind of who you are and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I'm Adam McGuire, a 32-year-old uh, single dad, uh, born in California, spent a lot of my time uh, kind of in the SeaTac area of Washington, and I moved to Boise in uh, the year 2000 um, and have been here since, um, uh, you know, no college or anything like that, and somehow found myself in the wacky world of uh, radio uh, just outside of high school and then have taken that and turned it into some pretty exciting stuff as far as um, like esports and, and shoutcasting uh, gaming tournaments with uh, companies like Boise State Esports. Um, I've done things like DreamHack Atlanta. Uh, so I'm a, I tell people I'm an orator. I talk, I make things exciting, um, and I have a lot of fun doing it, to be honest. So you mentioned that you kind of you were in California, and, and then you said SeaTac. That's Seattle, right? Uh, for yeah, people I, who don't know, you kind of moved around a little bit. Why? Why so much moving? Uh, I just had a dad that you know was finding new gigs and new jobs. Uh, he was uh, like in the finance side of like cars and stuff like that, and so we just found ourselves in, in new places uh, a lot. Um, okay. it's, it was like a military move, but <laughs> car finance. So, um, like I said, 2000 just happened to be the year that we found ourselves here and I never left. So, okay. So you graduated from high school here and then you kind of went on. It's, it's interesting how you got the radio gig. Cause you're, cause you won a contest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us um, a little bit about that. So basically they called it the casting couch and it's not the one you're thinking of, but basically uh, <laughs> they had everybody that wanted to be an intern uh, basically send in an email. From my understanding, there was about 9,000 people that sent in a, I want to be a DJ email. They whittled it down to 20 individuals, brought each one of us in one by one over 20 days, gave us an on-air live interview, like a job interview live on air. So that was nerve wracking enough as it is. Um, whittled that down to 10, came down to a personal vote and I just so happened to win. Don't ask me how. <laughs> and, uh, here we are 12 years later. Um, to be completely honest, the gig wasn't supposed to probably last more than a year. Um, as most of these kind of contests and things do. Um, but I had already tiptoed with radio at a, at a previous station, which is kind of in intern stage. Uh, and like I said, uh, just 10 years later, uh, a lot of, uh, grinding, a lot of hard work and a a lot of crazy decisions and luck uh, as well. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to make this a full-time full -time gig. And like I said, it's, I can't believe it's been 12 years. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think it's been that long now. 
Yeah, and there's and you're one of the mainstays there. I mean, I know we obviously know that Big J's been there the longest, and and Nick Nick's after there, and Randy's been there for a very long time. But you've yep. you've been there right along with them. Yeah, what's funny is Jason Drew actually, uh, who comes on after Nick and Jay, was in that first casting couch. Um, so you know, there's always that funny little like, "Hey, I was there first, but you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he's he's awesome. I love that guy." And so yeah, it's it's we've been there for a long, quite a while. Well, what made you want to get into radio? What was what was the push behind that? What what got you there? Uh, I've always kind of just been a musically inclined individual. A lot of uh, family, you know, musicians, things of that nature. But the real defining point. It's so goofy is that, you know, those personality tests you take in high school that say, hey, like you want to be a forest ranger or like you want right. to be a firefighter. No joke. My number one. And this is in like 2007, 2008. My number one career was game show host. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work, but all right. And then some of the other ones were like telecommunications and things like that. Um and so I just ran with it. I was a I was a drama kid growing up, so being in front of audiences and stuff was was not a problem. I had no problem in like speech classes or giving speeches in front of classes. Um, and it just so happened to line up that music and and talking uh, worked out. And so uh, what started out as a, an egregious joke uh, happened to to work out well. Uh, Kiss FM, a radio station uh, that's you know top forty in this area. Um, happened to have an open casting. And so before I had even graduated, I went into this open casting and they were like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like this, apparently this is what I want to do. <laughs> I have a, uh, a thing in a, you know, a program telling me that this is what I want to do and I want to try it. And so they asked about college. Like, are you, are you trying to do an internship for like credit? Like, no, I want to make this a career. Uh, and away we went. I had my first like on-air production side that week. And so before I had graduated high school, I was already foot in door for, for corporate radio, which was really cool. Um, and then just wrote it out from there. Now kiss FM is, is a country station, right? Top 40. You're thinking kissing. Oh, okay. I'm thinking kissing 92. I'm we sorry. Got, we got two different ones. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Cool. All right. We got, I gotcha. Yeah. Yep. So that's, yeah, that's super cool because you, you start there and then it just kind of gets your foot in the door. And I like the fact that you know, you, they, they asked you about college and you said, no, I, I, I just want to do this. And so right. what are the thoughts on that? Cause I know that, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of those guys like Nick, I know went to radio college, uh, broadcasting yep. college. And, and I don't know that big J did. I know he went to college for like history or something like that, but sure. what's, what was your thought process when you're looking at this? Cause this obviously was 10 years ago when yeah. everyone was saying you have to go to college to get something done. This is yep. what you got to do. And what what was the thought process behind that? I mean, were you ever thinking that like, oh, maybe I do have to go to college to do this? Or was it something that you knew you could just jump into? Uh, it was terrifying, to be honest. Um, the hindsight side of things is I should have gone to college. I, I maybe should have gone to college. Because um, there were instances in the last handful of years where I got turned away from something because I didn't have a broadcast degree. Uh, but at the same point, I would argue heavy-handedly that I have learned more in my 10 years hands-on than I ever would have gotten from a college course, classroom, anything of that nature. I had some amazing people that I surrounded myself with that it might as well have been a masterclass in the situation, like one-on-one with a professor kind of deal. Uh, I got lucky that my mentors weren't, you know, terrible, which is, which is the good piece. But on top of that, um, I, yeah, I took a gamble. I took a serious gamble. The, the big reason I didn't go to college, I didn't want the debt. <laughs> I know that's right. a terrible way to say it. But I was not in a, a condition, a, a place where I could afford to take on that kind of, of debt. And so it was kind of a little power play on my end to, to not do that. Plus, again, I, I had cemented myself in something that I didn't think a college classroom was going to, to teach me. And 
luckily I was right, despite how many times I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> but uh, this time it, it, it seemed to work out well. Um, and so, yeah, hindsight, I probably should have gone back, but I still tell people you don't have to. You, you really don't, especially in entertainment and things of this nature. If you're decent at what you do and you have some people to show you how to make it better, um, to collaborate with that kind of stuff, you can really do whatever you want. But, you know, well, I think that one of the, yeah, I think one of the big things with that is, is surrounding yourself, like going and finding that person, that mentor, like you talked about is finding someone who is doing what you want to do and and talking to him about that. And, and it's funny, there's a lot of degrees that you can get that you could probably do without a degree. You know, yeah. but then there's like doctors and lawyers who have to study the sure. law and they have to do those. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let you go in and do, you know, a hundred kidney transplants and then say, right. Hey, here you go. Right. <laughs> but on the job training for, for, for what you're doing is, is very helpful. And I know that there are things that you could learn, but I, I personally would think that you'd probably learn more doing the job than listening exactly. to someone tell you how to do the job. Oh yeah. And there's been mistakes and there's been, you know, situations where, you get the slap on the wrist or something like that stuff. I probably, <clears throat> and again, things I probably would have picked up in a classroom, but I would not have perfected in the way that, you know, uh, whether it was, you know, Nick, when I first started at the X or, you know, a lucky, the DJ was his name. Uh, you know, he showed me everything I knew in the early days, uh, the Reverend Ian, like that guy was my personal Mr. Miyagi, as far as like how to press buttons, that guy would come in, like I would come in to do my stuff and he'd be working and he would be like, Hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. If I'm not back, uh, I need you to do my job and then would purposefully not come back. And like, I'd go into straight panic mode and like, you know, have to do something. And it's, you know, having, like you said, those mentors, those people who can responsibly teach you how to work under pressure, let alone how to function as a, as an individual in the field uh, are huge. And so, you know, eternally grateful, but it's, yeah, like I said, it was, there's been situations where it's been opposite too, you know, where a piece of paper determined whether or not I got something. Well, it's super interesting because I think if you go back and you listen to like 10 years ago when this whole thing started, like who you were then, who you are now, it's always like when I hear you on the radio, I'm like, that kid is like the kid on the radio, right? <laughs> yeah. Because the other guys are, you know, they're a little bit older. I'm 41, so I'm, right. I'm you know, I'm a few years older than you, but like listening sure. to you, you kind of have that banter and, and that was always it. It was like, oh, the kid's on. Here we go. Yep. Well, what's funny now is, you know, I'm a dad, you know, I have a four-year-old son now and like I remember finding out and like letting everyone know, hey, I'm going to have a, have a, have a kid. People like you can't. You're a baby. You're a little baby Adam. Like, what's going on? Uh, our demo, you know, is you know, thirty to sixty male kind of. Uh, it's kind of the gap. And when I first got the gig, I was fresh twenty one, and I'll never forget Nick looking at me and going, "Man, you're gonna have some fun trying to fit in with these guys. Like, you need to be like the little brother. Like, you need to figure this out." And so the early part of my career was like trying to c- connect, you know, to you guys, if you will, right? Uh, and how to do that in a way. And so yeah, listening to myself now to then, you know, going from like nerdy video game stories nobody cared about to like hey does anyone know how to get my kid to eat vegetables like just the <laughs> full dynamic shift in 10 years has been amazing yeah and it's it it's it's been fun to listen to you know we we go Thank through you. that all the time it's like it, same thing with big j like i remember big j calling in and screaming at the top of his lungs when i was in <laughs> high school and you're like yep. man this guy is this guy is annoying you know like he <laughs> at first my first impression of big j when bill and doug were running that thing were he's annoying <laughs> And then he becomes he becomes a big part of the whole situation, Superstar. and it's yep. yeah, it's a whole different it's a whole different world. So we have that growth, and it's awesome to watch that happen. Yeah, I was reading your bio on the X this morning because I I try not to know too much about people. Obviously, you're on the radio; we we hear sure. you all the time. Um, but it was funny, like you said, you know, you have you've never been in a fight before, but you probably deserved it. I'm assuming <laughs> that 
that meant that you're probably kind of a class clown. Is that? Oh yeah, I I love poking fun. I have I love fun being poked. Uh, you know, not to like lean on the whole Will Smith thing, but I have I certainly know, was... said some things and do some have, have done some things that have warranted being hit. You know, uh, and I'm thankful that that has not been the case, <laughs> and yeah. not in a mean way, but you know, there's just uh, there's there's people out there whose skin is a little thinner than than most, and maybe I've pushed the envelope a little bit, but yeah. Uh, I, I'm thankful that's the, that's not the case, but I think I think once in high school I said something to a buddy, and he like kind of slapped me, and that was the closest I've been. Like it is, <laughs> I'm you not built know. for physical altercations. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Will Smith slapped you, you'd probably go flying. I'm guessing. <laughs> oh man, I'd break. I'd I'd, I'd crumple. <laughs> yeah, that thing is a that thing's a pretty crazy thing that's going on right now how do you how do you what are your thoughts on that or do you mind sharing your thoughts on that whole situation uh i am on a comedian side of things i i am very much of like if words hurt there's probably something else going on um it's not like these individuals are not the world's elite by any means you don't hit somebody you just you don't you just don't hit people i don't like i guess it's the dad side of me coming out where it's like we keep our hands and feet to ourselves (laughs) right um you know uh did i think chris maybe teetered the line a little bit absolutely but that's his job uh nobody came after ricky gervais over his golden globes thing and he said some stuff let me tell you comparatively to what what has been said in the past uh what chris said was (laughs) tiny in comparison so uh, that's basically, I've had a lot of time to think about that. Yeah. We just don't hit people. And you know, if your feelings are hurt, maybe take it up in a better way than, I don't know, pimp slapping somebody on stage in front of the entire world. So, yeah. And it's amazing how that, how, you know, I, I, I obviously I understand both sides of it, but I yeah. think that Chris has taken the high road on this whole situation and, and just kind of like, Hey, he could have sued Will. He could have made a lot of money yep. on that deal. He could have done a lot of things, but he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep moving. I'm going to keep doing what yep. I'm doing. And it's tough because comedians nowadays can't say a lot of stuff that they used to be able to say. And my big thing with it is, did he know that she had alopecia? Because, you know, that makes a whole different scenario. But on the same token, it's like, Will doesn't do that. Like, now it's okay for anyone to go up on the screen. They didn't punish him for any ways yet for what he did. And so now it's okay to do that. Which, yeah, I, I can see that. I don't know if anyone's going to like follow and tell. I think this is set a, a great example of you know what not to do. Um, right. And yeah, like you said, there's we're, we're in a day and age where certain things are a little bit more sensitive than the other. But I, again, I just I have a hard time justifying violence in any way, shape, or form. Well, you know whether or not the joke was tasteless, it is what it is, man. Like, yep. yeah, yeah, yep. So what's so you're in the, you're big in the gaming world too? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So I uh, took my love of radio and my love of gaming. I, I swear to God, I learned to read from The Legends of Zelda back in the day. I had a, a, a bunch of uh, uncles who were very much into gaming. And I remember just, you know, sitting and watching them play, you know, Super Nintendo for hours and hours and hours a day. Um, and then at some point after the radio thing kind of solidified, um, I got involved with like r- video game tournaments. And then with that, because I'm kind of doo-doo at most of the games that I love, I found that I could talk about it in a way that I compare it to like John Madden over the, you know, sports play. You know, here he's going to fall back, he's going to throw a touchdown. I do that over video games. It's called shoutcasting. And so I started with a game called League of Legends, another one called Rocket League. Um, 
and found that I'm very good at talking about the games, you know, breaking down the information as to what's going on. Um, and one day I got a phone call from Boise State University, like, hey, we're getting involved in this thing called esports. Rumor has it you're the guy as far as, you know, shout casting. Um, and the rest is, is history, man. So I've been doing that probably five or six years now. Um, I've traveled to things like DreamHack Atlanta, uh, the Mountain West Esports Showdown, which was like, you know, the Mountain West basketball tournament. They ran yeah. a, a video game tournament with the top colleges in the same time, in the same vein. So while the basketball tournament's going on, we're over here yelling at video games like it, at the same time. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's I, I do video game commentary, uh, sports commentary, if you will, um, for just about any game you can think of. Um, and yeah, it's just something I, 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 I just got back from Oklahoma two weeks ago. Uh, I did a Call of Duty tournament um, out there. And so that like, you know, shout outs to Click Gaming, but. Yeah, you you give me anything and I'll yell about it. <laughs> and apparently, I'm very good. At, I'm good at the video game side of things. So, yeah. So, so this is, is esports now. It's kind of it's becoming a big thing. You know, you hear Gary V talking about it all the time. He's like, I'm trying to get into this. You know, like I always kind of look at where Gary V is. I don't know if you know who that yep. is, but he just kind of yep. like he's diving into everything. He's like, I'm into NFTs. Yep. I'm into esports. I'm into this. I'm into that. And yep. um, is it like a? So you said it's for BSU. Is it like? a school sanctioned thing or is it like a club or how do they, how do they do it there? So I, I was with BSU. I'm a freelancer now. I just started with Boise state, but yeah, it's dude, they have a full fledged battle arena. Like, you know how you go to you know, the, the blue, the blue turf, the Albertsons uh -huh. arena or whatever on Capitol Boulevard across from the Grove hotel is uh, the venture college. And if you walk inside there, it's quite literally like a, like a video game cave, but it's all PCs and stuff like that. And they have like a multi-million dollar, like broadcast studio attached to it. It's one of the best in the nation. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like NCAA, but it's different organizations. Um, so uh -huh. Dr. Haskell, Chris Haskell um, and his crew uh, make sure that whatever teams they have for whatever games are capable of playing in different tournament brackets, different seasons. Uh, there's, you know, NECC, NACC. Um, there's just a, a metric bleep ton of circuits and events uh, per game, if you will. Um, they just recently won um, like the national championship for Madden, if I'm not mistaken, and then um, for Overwatch as well. So like Boise State's like a top contender in, in a couple of games. Um, and then, yeah, they just have a, a series of, of other games that they, they have. I haven't cast for them in, in, in a little while because I'm freelance, but they're just where I started, if you will. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy to see that. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a NCAA situation, but just a Christmas and different. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. That's crazy though. I mean, like you just, you think about that, like who would have thought, you know, 20 years ago that we would be having yeah, like college video games. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually wearing my, my Boise State jersey actually. I know. I, I saw that. I, was, I, was, I didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of it. So you, you said that you're a freelancer now. So you basically, yeah. you, people call you and ask you to come, come yep. announce them. Yeah, I used to, I'm not like actively searching right now. Um, I just, I got overwhelmed between working, between being a dad and uh, the shout casting stuff. Um, I needed to like make a sacrifice and I decided that, you know, I wanted to be a dad more than I wanted to be, you know, a gamer type. Um, and I kind of need my radio gig. So I've taken a step back uh, and I'm just not actively searching, but like the event two weeks back, uh, just a company reached out and said, Hey, if we need someone to yell at something. We'll fly you out. It's like, sweet. I'll be there. Let's go. <laughs> what are the yeah, dates? I was seeing that on IG. It was like, you're, you're, I knew you were somewhere else. You weren't, you weren't in town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Broken arrow, Oklahoma. That's crazy. Oklahoma's yeah, kind of, of a 
is becoming a big place for not just esports, but like acting and stuff too. I, I inter- mm-hmm. interviewed a guy who is an Oklahoma actor, like, and I'm like, is this a real thing? And he's like, yeah, it's huge here. And they're huh. building that too. It's like they're trying to make a Hollywood or, or you wow. know, like, uh, yeah, in Oklahoma. It's crazy. There's That's a lot crazy. of stuff going on over there. Um, so what's next? What are you? So you're freelancing there. You're you're kind of you're still doing your gig at the radio. Do you yep. have any aspirations to? You're a young guy, right? Where where are you going from here? Man, I'm gonna say something really weird, and I've had. It's funny <laughs> you bring this up. I've had <laughs> probably the most chaotic couple of years of my life. Uh, you know, just personally, just it's been it's been crazy. Um, and we are finally at a point of normalcy. Uh, that's kind of the easy way to put it. I'm just going to coast for a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to relax. I'm going to continue my craft in radio. Um, and I'm just going to be a good kick-ass dad, dude. I'm, I'm for the first time in a long time, I'm going to breathe. And that's, yeah. that's my goal right now. I've done the hard work. I'm at a plate place where I can live, not like lavishly, but comfortably my bills get paid and I'm, I'm functioning as a normal human being for the first time in a long time. I'm gonna ride that high for <laughs> as long as possible. Um, as far as my career is concerned, I really don't go anywhere until one of Nick or big J quits or dies. And I, yeah, I don't want either <laughs> one of those happening. to happen. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's right. really the next place for me to go on radio is, is either owning or not owning, but becoming a, a manager for a radio station. But I love where I work or somebody above me moving. And I don't think that's, that's ever going to happen. And I'm, I love where I'm at and I love the people I work with. And so now it's time to focus like me, my, you know, my family, my livelihood kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm really excited for that. That's a big reason I stepped kind of back from the casting stuff. I just didn't have enough time in a day. And so I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it, dude, because it has well, been a, a crazy and chaotic last handful of years for everybody. And so to have the ability to do that, I need to, I need to savor that. that well, and it's sense. super important, I think, for people to hear that, to understand that, like, there's a point where you're go, 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 go. And you've got to, you've got to maybe take a step back because I'm sure that Absolutely. things, you're not trying to make things suffer, but they suffer. I'm sure your relationship with your son or your, is this son? Sorry. I think yeah, it's yeah, a son, yeah. right? Little yeah. Liam. Yeah. No, you yep. <laughs> your relationship with your son is kind of, um, you know, it, it happens because you're busy pushing things everywhere and you've got so many things going on. And we kind of gloss over the fact of what it took for you to get where you are now, because getting on, getting to be, you know, a DJ or whatever on the X, the, winning that contest wasn't really the, the beginning. Like that was just the beginning, right? There was so much yeah. in between there that you've done to get to the position that you're in. Right. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's like no shocker here. Radio doesn't pay a whole lot. <laughs> like whenever right. somebody's like, I want to be like you, I'm like, be a doctor. It pays more. <laughs> um, but you know, there were in the early days when I was just working weekends, like the way I like to explain it is I was only working eight hours a week. You know what I mean? Saturday and Sunday as a weekender, that's kind of like a radio beginning spot is Saturday, Sundays and no job, no matter what it's paying you is going to allow you to survive on eight hours a week. And it's not their right. fault. It's literally how it works. So I, I was working two, three other jobs at, at, at some points. You know, I worked at a GameStop on top of overnights at a, at a gas station. And then when I had, you know, two hours at seven o'clock in the morning, I'd run over to the radio station, do my show, then come back home, sleep for a few hours, then rinse and repeat. I, mean, I was doing 16, 20 hour days for years, I, like eight years, probably. Now, yeah, about eight years. I was nose to the grindstone. Oh my God, kill me. Why? Why? why kind of stuff. And I just kept right. thinking eventually it's got to work. And if not, I've just wasted an egregious amount of time. Um, but I was always a grinder. I was always a hustler. And so to have that not necessarily be a thing now is a little weird, but yeah, it was 
long nights. I like to say ramen and knee pads, which may be a little inappropriate, but like, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I really did have to bust my ass in order to get where I wanted to be. And I don't wish it upon anyone. It shouldn't have necessarily had to have been the case, but if you want something, you will do whatever you have to. It's a, what a Nietzsche line. Um, uh, when man has a, why he can survive anyhow. And yeah. so I really took that to heart for a long time. I was like, well, this is what I want. Here's my why. How do I get it? And it was just keep going. And don't get me wrong. There was a lot of days where I was like, nope, done, quit. I'm out. And we, here we are. We rebounded. And yeah. so it's it's not always easy. And it's not, it's not always fun. But if you want it, you'll uppercut God to get it. You know what I mean? Was there? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uppercut God. <laughs> um, was there kind of like, did... Did those guys kind of haze you a little bit too? Was it like, I feel like because you're the young guy coming in here, you're the new guy. Did they, did they give you any crap as you were coming up? I'm sure they did. Ian was the nefarious crap giver. Um, and that's just like Ian's personality. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. Nick is the coolest goddamn guy in the history of radio. As far as like a pop-up bear to show you how to do it, like your number one fan, it's Nick. And Big J's right there along with him. Big J's just a little bit more sarcastic about it. Um, <laughs> And so as far as those guys, like maybe a little poking fun, oh, little baby Adam, you know, Josh back in the day used to give me a lot of crap, but same, same point. Ian was the guy who like, again, would, would leave the studio and be like, all right, it's on you. Have fun. Like I'm, I've been here a week, dude. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Um, or, you know, he, uh, he once on air, like, uh, gave me a little love tap in the no, no zone while we were doing a break <laughs> and showed, I was, you know, dying on air, but the next week he showed up with a case of beer, you know, it was yeah. like, Hey, I, I, I gave you a little little high school love tap. Sorry about that, buddy. Here's a case, you know? So it, the hazing wasn't bad. It wasn't like at some places I had been where they're like, Hey, we're going to send you to this street corner in a banana suit with a sign and make, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have to do any of that garbage. Uh, and anything I did do, I was asked and like supported. I mean, these guys threw me out of a plane once, like, let's go. Like it, yeah, it was nothing, nothing egregious, but, um, but always fun, if that makes any sense. You can't just say that they threw you out of a plane once and not explain that. I think you need to tell that story. <laughs> uh, it, it's very simple. The, the, the radio side, the salespeople are like, hey, we have this new client. Um, you're the only one that can be thrown out of a plane because we all know that Nick and Jay are you know, on the larger side of things. Um, and they're like, do you want to do this? And I was like, well, I guess. And next thing I know, I'm being... It's like not even joking you. It's probably four years to the date. Uh, videos online of, yeah me being thrown out of a plane for the sake of radio and i love it i would have done it again uh what's funny is in the video you can actually see i had a sinus infection at the time they threw me out oh. didn't realize it but my sinus ruptured and so you can see in the video i'm like yeah life is good and then this snot bubble just oh, dome check the guy behind me go to the doctor the next day i'm like man i'm having this really bad pressure and he goes have you like been in an, a, a submarine or like an airplane recently it's like funny you should ask doc actually because <laughs> there's nothing worse you could have done to yourself than throw yourself out of a plane but yeah it started out as a someone needs to do this and adam's the only one that can and ironically enough that's a lot of my life so here we are <laughs> that's funny i'm i'm trying to think i'm did you say it's on video with it coming out of your nose like that yeah uh, i yeah, think yeah, i've I'll, seen I'll, this possibly yeah it's uh like I said, I just threw it up, uh, threw it up yesterday. But yeah, like the four-year anniversary or something. Which I'm a huge uh, memories guy as far as Facebook is concerned. I I love it. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, four years ago on the 29th, as of yesterday, whenever the recording of this goes out. But yeah, it's right here. It's on the X page. And about two minutes in, two and a half minutes in, you can just see bloop. And it just, now oh, it's bad. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's amazing what that will do to you, though. Like, you know, like the pressure, I'm sure, is huge when you get higher up anyway. And then you just start dropping down. And it's just like, release. I loved, it. <laughs> I loved it, man. It was, and like, I'm not a heights guy. Like, even like, like I said, SeaTac, Seattle area, you know, when I go to the Space Needle, I'm the kind of guy who's like, ah, I'm good. I don't have to look over the edge kind of thing. I'm, yeah. I'm over here. I'm fine. But when it comes to radio, man, I kick into adrenaline mode. Like you could pretty much tell me to do anything and I, I will do it. I'm a big fan of just the entertainment value. Um, and so I feel like it, that's, that's kind of the vibe you give off anyway. Like it is. It's just like <laughs> there's this energy. Like I said, like when I first started listening, he's like this kid, but he's like really into it. It's like he really believes everything that he's saying and he's he. You love it. You can tell you love what you do. Yeah, thanks, man. And that's true. I mean, it's given me my life and my livelihood, and I enjoy it, man. As I always say, it beats doing construction because, my, again, my body is not built for stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it, you know. It's it's funny because I changed tires for eleven years, and my body right. was not built for that. And I'm a big dude. Like, I mean, right, I'm, right. Yeah, it's just not. <laughs> you walk, you you run around, you bend up and down, you do all these things, and your body just. I had my knee replaced three months ago, so. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I'm 42. <laughs> I trashed that thing. Did you get so. one of those cool robo legs? Can you like bionic man it now? No, it's it's Aww. just the knee. It's just the joint, man. Damn, you got screwed, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Should have asked for that. Yep. Right. Like freaking, I was just watching uh, Endgame, and and it's like you know, Rhodey rolling around in a little suit on nope. the bottom half. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Well, hey, man, it's been good having you on here. Um, yeah. Before we ask you. the last question that we always ask, you know, it's kind of about the show, but uh, wh- where do you want people to find you? Where where can we direct the traffic to? You can find me on any and all platforms at Adam on the X, letter X. So Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, just, you know, uh, those are my names. And then uh, I do have a Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash MC Chizu, C-H-I-Z-U. If you're into video games and stuff like that, uh, basically every other week I spend an egregious amount of time doing walkthroughs, community nights. Uh, you can see me get super hype on some Rocket League, which is just rocket cars and soccer at the same time. Um, and I listen, if you know how excited I am here, imagine when I'm uh, playing my games, especially <laughs> on a competitive level, it gets a little a little saucy. But uh, yeah, and then three to eights on 100.3 DX. So, yep. uh, and again, thanks so much for having me, man. I always yeah, love, man, it's uh, been awesome having talk. you on here. Um, there, there is one more question though. You don't get to skate that question. Oh, oh! <laughs> this is the one that gets deep, right? Show is called Shaping Success, right? There's a reason why yeah. it is. So, success is different for everyone. If you were to have to define success for yourself, what would you call that? Define success for myself. Yep. How would you How would you say it is? An ability to feel fulfilled in what it is that you are doing. And fulfillment is completely different for everyone. Um, oh, you hit me hard with this one. Um, <laughs> That's the one. Uh, without going into too much detail, like I said, it's been a very hard last handful of, of years for me, just personally, like off air. Um, and I had to find value and find what had value. Was that my ability to pay my bills? Sure, absolutely. I'm a dad. I need to make sure that's something I do. But it's not the only thing I have to do. You know? If if I don't have the right apple juice in the fridge, sure my kid's gonna be pissed, but he's not gonna be starving, you know. He's, you know, uh, 
at the end of the day, if you can take care of yourself and those around you to the absolute bare minimum and you are fulfilled, happy, and justified in what you're doing, that's successful. And I don't care if that's because you're a stay-at-home mom who just sits and raises the, the kids or you know, you're, you're, you have no kids and you stay at home and you you know, read all day and do your Etsy shop or whatever it is. If you are fulfilled at the end of the day, that's all that matters. That's success. The bills and everything, sure, those will help. That is a textbook definition, but it's about your wants, needs, and desires. And if you have those, what else do you need, really, at the end of the day? And so, Man, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love how you talk to like, I mean, we, you've brought up your son multiple times in this whole situation. And that is, those are things that are important, you know, taking care yeah. of family first. And then after yeah. that, you make sure that you fulfill what your, what your desires are. And yeah. I, I appreciate what you're doing because I can tell 100%, even when you listen to the radio, even, you know, this conversation, like you love what you do and you're going to continue yeah. to do it. So I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. Like I said, this, this isn't, I worked hard to get here, but it's, 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 it's awesome. That's awesome that that's, that gets conveyed because yep. I think it's super important that people understand that it wasn't easy. Like nothing is easy and it, no. it's never just going to happen, but there is this path that you took that created the success like, for you. Fight hard. Like I said, uppercut God, man, don't let anything <laughs> stop you. If you want it bad enough, you'll take it, go out there and do it. Yep. Well, Adam, thank you very much, man. It's been awesome. I'm glad that we thank got you. a chance to do this and um, I can't wait for other people to hear it. So. Absolutely, man. Again, thank you so much for having me and getting me up before, you know, 10 o'clock. Now I can seize the day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, man. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah, thank you. All right, everyone. Well, that is the end of the show. Such a great interview with Adam. Glad to have him on. You know, those guys over at the radio station are great people and they've talked to me quite a bit about what they do. So I'm very thankful that, you know, they take the time to hang out with me. So until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. We'll